0: Big 2-9. This is episode 29 of Project FIA Goes PC. I'm going to say Project FIA Goes PC. I'm going to bring all of the title in. I don't know why. I just thought sort I'd of mix it up. Uh, anyway, it's FIA Goes PC, episode 29. For all of you that wanted the regular attitude towards this program titles. There you go. I am here with the Unicorn Slayer. Say hello. Hello. How we doing? Doing all right. Good. Somewhat. Mm. I'm never going to get the title right after today. I didn't interrupt you this time, though. No, you didn't. You didn't yeah. very well. You were in the wings, ready to attack like an assassin. Yeah. It was very good. I am your host, Rebel Zen, as always, a.k.a. Danny. So, Pete, we're here again. We Indeed. have quite a week to wrap up this week. Indeed. Yeah. It was good to have Will last time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. Bit of a change. Yeah, it was. It's was, it was good. It brings in the Irish Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's literally a one-man Irish tourist board, isn't he? Yeah, pretty from, much. From Bristol and Bath. Yeah. Go Which, figure. Those famous Irish tourist places. Where you see them... From a distance, long <laughs> over the ocean. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is. Is three, there, no, three whales, <laughs> three whales. Oh yeah, there's that thing called whales, Yeah, that's right. If you're, if, <laughs> if you're, yeah, the uh, yeah, EU made that mistake that once. They miss whales off the flag. Oh man, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's embarrassing. That is yeah. Well, only if you're Welsh and yeah. vengeful, I suppose. Which they probably are. Mm-hmm. So anyway, hi Wales. It's good to know that you exist. Uh, we love you very much. Um, Yes, we've got to just get the business out of the way first. Project FIA is up; uh, it is all complete. We say that every week and hope that you will check us out. <laughs> People are, which is good. They're still uh, and no complaints. No therapy bills have been sent to us yet, yet. <laughs> which is very good. Mine's on the way. Don't worry. Yeah, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I'll return to send them. <laughs> yeah. um, so. Basically, so Project Fi is up. It, all six episodes are on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime <laughs> and on Amazon if you want to just rent episode by episode. And that is also available to you. Another big news uh, for us, especially to our Japanese listeners, is that Kinfall and Star a movie that starred everything for us, that is also up now with Japanese subtitles in Japan. So Amazon Japan. Uh, we also have the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. with all of our on that we're going to add to that very soon. And yeah, we've we've got a lot of things going on. We have not Yeah, it's always getting bigger. So, we actually have to bring you guys in. The weather here has been pretty abysmal. <laughs> uh we've had snow, ice, snow ice, rain, death. So, and it's, just general cold. 70 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just in my living room <laughs> Crazy <laughs> This how vortex works. that we send yeah. uh, the podcast from Yeah well we were uh, Originally today we are going to be on location Doing stuff hmm. we literally left our houses And thought no That's what we thought I like my fingers still attached to me Yeah exactly uh, We could have had toe cocktails like you were talking about last week <laughs> In, in the Siberian sense, we could have had a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, I think it's bad. You don't want to do your uh, podcast on location when you see a yeti walking down the street, really, do you? I'd quite like to see a yeti walking down the street. Oh, there's many around here. There was a guy skiing through Moseley the other week. That's when true. It snowed. That is true, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think we cursed the entire nation by saying it won't snow. <laughs> I think that was on us. <laughs> I think that was on you when I, I text you saying it's going to snow tonight. Oh, well, you did. You did do this. This was literally 24 hours ago. Yeah, and you did send me this. Like, Because originally the plan was that we would hit the road today. Yeah, yeah. What we're going to do, just to wrap that up, is basically we're going to do that, but I think we'll start from March. Basically all transport links and everything like this are a complete joke right now. So a bit of an apology to anyone who's expecting us in their city. We are just putting pause on that for now. We will start the ball rolling. We'll let you all know when we do start hitting Mm -hmm. the road But yes, we we have to look after ourselves first. It's a selfish uh, survival instinct, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So, the week in news. Mm -hmm. There's been quite a lot this week. A lot of stupidity as well. Uh, First, I want to say something that isn't stupid. It's actually very amazing. Thank you to our French listeners. We actually hit France. Fantastic. It's amazing. And France has given us so much in the UK. Uh, Poodles. Mm -hmm. Baguettes. Well, have you heard the latest news? What's that? Uh, They're trying to get baguettes onto the UNESCO heritage list. I I don't blame them, because we do such a bad job representing (laughs) it. Uh, We do indeed. The French are uh, known for many things, uh, being better at us in many things. Mm. I can say that. I don't mind saying that. It's very true. (laughs) For example, you go to the cafe in France. It's always amazing. It doesn't matter if you're in a town that doesn't have any population, just sheep. It's always amazing. It's always good. You were guaranteed always a good cup of coffee, damn good hot chocolate, and great baked stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. and cheese and etc. Here, here, miss. Yeah. So uh, they need. To here take we've got over, Gregs. Really. Yeah, yeah, we have got Gregs. It's <laughs> a <laughs> British pride uh, available now in Iceland. Frozen. Correct. I couldn't believe it. It's amazing. It's brilliant. I love it. So if you're listening and you don't have a clue what Gregs is, just come to the UK mm-hmm. and. Uh, You'll either find it brilliant or uh, you'll phone your doctor and say, what did I just eat? Anyway, who cares? Who knows? <laughs> there, was, there was talk of Greg's, and this is total tangent, but there was talk of Greg's doing a sushi line, did you know this? Like, they wanted to get healthy. And they thought, that and they they, thought sushi yeah, would be the best way to yeah, yeah. go about it. Yeah, but they'd have probably baked it, mm. which isn't right. So anyway. It's a bit of a change, isn't it? I'll it have, is. not it i will have a cheese and onion pasta with a side of sushi. I would have loved to be in a boardroom for that, though. Mm. Yeah. So I'll have my sausage roll with a uh, nice with salmon roll. <laughs> what is he's up with you. Anyway, so the news this week, what, what I wanted to go into, one of the biggest things that happened this week that was kind of brought to my attention, actually, by Win out in Hong Kong, whose friend uh, from school is now stationed and living in Hawaii. So of course you know where mm-hmm. this is going. So she tells me... They woke up on whatever day of the week it was at stupid time in the morning mm-hmm. to a ballistic missile threat that someone had just apparently pressed on a keyboard. So my question is, <laughs> how many threats are programmed into this keyboard? And can you imagine if he was just watching his favourite show on Netflix on the laptop, right? And his arm just slipped and hit the enter key. And suddenly the whole... The whole uh, amazing islands of uh, Hawaii gets a ballistic missile threat. It's probably one of those pop-ups that makes you press something that you weren't aiming for, wasn't it? Yeah. He's probably, he's, <laughs> he's probably doing a script reading for his role in Hawaii 5 that's around the corner. You've won an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Click here. Whoops. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's clickbait. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. 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 you ever feel the need to issue a ballistic missile threat? <laughs> Click here. No, now. You yeah, you can. Yeah. Then, exactly. I don't know what went on there. Uh, Apparently the guy's repositioned to be a janitor now. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? But what a crazy, what a crazy story that is. I just can't figure out how you can do it accidentally. Because it, as the no safeguards whatsoever. Because if it was me, it would be a massive red button under a case. Well, it seems like it's a protocol to Mm -hmm. me. Like, it seems like you'd phone someone who'd phone someone who'd phone someone and then Terry had pressed the big red shiny button (laughs) in a bunker somewhere. It feels more (laughs) like that. Knowing how the US works usually, like with DEFCON, if you think about the DEFCON orders, yeah. it has to go through the present. Ballistic missile, it just felt like, the way they, they set it up, it felt like it was one of these things on a uh, kid's toy, mm. that you get a ham and you whack, don't you? Just, yeah. just to initiate a ballistic missile threat. It just sounds <laughs> Whack-a-mole. like... Whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> whack, whack a ballistic missile threat. It just sounds to me like the whole thing is an arguable narrative. It happened for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. There's been a lot of this testing. Uh, there was news of Japan testing their um, anti-new weaponry a while back. Well, their earthquake system went off accidentally. The, uh, the earthquake warning system a few weeks ago, didn't it? I don't know if someone sat on that. Well, no, it's um, it's an automated system. Right. So if it feels an earthquake, Tremors. And if, I yeah. think it's eight or above, yeah. then it sends it off. Um, again, it's a text thing. Right. But this one, I think it felt two tremors that were around the six mark. Right. And put it together and said, oh, oh, yeah, that's right big it. enough. Right. Well, that just means reprogram it. And obviously nobody had felt it. Because the, the Japanese earthquake things are a little like the typhoon thing in Hong Kong. Mm. I think it's all automated. Yeah, yeah. Whereas is. this, <laughs> it just literally <laughs> feels. And the thing that's really stupid, is this guy's job prior to this was literally the guy that presses the ballistic missile warning button. That's his job. <laughs> Of course it'll have a tech name, like Security Specialist or some yeah. stupid thing like this. Or, mm. what is it, like Anti-Foreign uh, Missile Tech Specialist or something like this. Oh, Great Button, man. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Buttons. <laughs> That's what I him. <laughs> but anyway. Like kid's TV show. It's crazy. And anyway, if you're in Hawaii, well, at least you can, you know, expect to uh, be quite ordered. It's, it's almost like the most insane fire drill practice of all time, you know. To be fair, that feeling of relief when you found out that it wasn't real must have been amazing. It would... Well, the whole emotion of it must have Mm. been nuts, you know. Nine months' time, there's going to be so many kids born. (laughs) Perhaps. I don't know if that would be my reaction. I think we'd all be running around trying to find the nearest, you know, safe place, whatever that is. That's where we differ then. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, of course. That's what you would do in your last moments. So, (laughs) if you're listening to Hawaii amazing story Mm -hmm. uh crazy 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 uh next time try and uh try and ask the local government to get a better system (laughs) seems very very scary that system so the other thing i wanted to bring up is donald trump's latest blunder where he was listing off countries because it's basically the immigration rules are changing to the uh Kids brought over by parents... Um, the Dreamers, yeah. The Dreamers, yeah. It's DACA or something like that. I forget the term. Sorry, guys. Yeah, D-A-C-A, yeah, yeah. I think. But it's, it's one of these things. Now, I've been following this story separate because, obviously, we have a lot of friends in Los Angeles... Korean immigrants and their kids came over. Obviously, they're trying to break into performing arts. A lot of them are theater actors. Sometimes it's just a random job or whatever. But there was a great documentary that one of my friends, or associated friends, had put out mm-hmm. about this situation. And it just shows you how tough it is because these guys are fully immersed into the U.S. culture. Their the friends culture? are U.S. They are American in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And this last alienation is almost like a threat that they'll get shipped back to a country for well, for and purposes. It's well, a country that they might not have even been to. Well, they, I think in a description of what passes mm. in this situation is they're born away from states and brought to America with their parents, In as far as I know. Oh, right, OK. Because that was in a documentary mm. that I saw. So I'm ignorant to information <laughs> that I've given. But basically, like, I think... A lot of these kids are sort of like, you know, they can be really young Mm -hmm. uh, or they can be eight years old. It doesn't matter. The association is not there. All their formative years have been in the U.S. It's basically like you're raised here, you know no different. That's how it is. It's so shocking to me that this is even contested. You know, just to be serious about the topic, it's so shocking to me that it can be contested Mm -hmm. by anyone in authority because Mm -hmm. it's almost like... It, it just baffles me. At eight years old or anything like this, what can that child possibly do? Threatening or, or you know, what do they bring from where they were before? They're, they're just forming, you know. Yeah. It makes no rational sense. None. None at all. So we're just clearing that up. <laughs> um, but basically the, the, the conversation that hit the media is obviously his comments and what he thinks of the countries that these people are coming into the US from and why his reason to, to stop this process was by using words that don't bespoke a president. <laughs> Not really. Not even George W. Bush is capable of that. You know? It was Africa, wasn't it, that he? that he described as... Uh, yeah, he started breaking homes, Africa down. Should we call it? Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Less than adequate places. Mm. <laughs> what can you say? It was blatant and it was outright. Well, in similar news, he's had his medical checkup now. Right. And apparently his mental capacity is absolutely fine. I just want to know what the doctor was comparing to. Well, a it gerbil is, or? It's really the doctor that you should question yeah. in that case. Like, um, often I go to McDonald's <laughs> to meet... The the, the McDonald's first aider for my doctor (laughs) run through as well, you know, but there's been a lot. There's been a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff targeted at Trump. Like you get the um, one of the things that was fun as well. I think that was this week, too, was this book that that an insider had released and then it would completely destroy. I don't think you can. Let's be honest, people. I don't think you can destroy Trump beyond what he himself is capable of doing. Yeah, just leave him to it Yeah, and he'll do it himself. But it's one of these things, Pete, where I think his entire mind is probably stating like he can talk to the public like he talks to a friend. But he doesn't realise that the public is international (laughs) and watching it. And it's not a trend. It's almost like everyone literally jaw drops and noodles fall off their chopsticks or toast falls out their hand or whatever they're doing. Time stops. We can't quite fathom. It's the anti-president president, president, isn't it? You can't. It's almost like they did a movie here once called King Ralph. Mm. John Goodman was in it. And it was about a US guy with links to the monarchy and he had to take over when the queen or king abducted the throne. He was the next in line of the monarchy. and it's just Abducted American, the throne? Uh, uh, just, just took abducted. it and t- took yes, it. And away. Yeah, yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Abdicated. Sorry, I got it wrong. If you've got, t- got our t- throne, number. give it back. Yeah, if you have abducted our throne, <laughs> phone this number now and send a, nu- a nuclear missile <laughs> uh, warning. <laughs> just, just a yeah, case just a warning <laughs> because thrones are known for their links to missiles I don't know anyway Game of Thrones it's all about that hey. so um, God, what was I saying King Ralph so it's, a base, it's basically to me it's kind of like the whole film is based around a guy that's not fit for that position mm-hmm. and then it's as it, it always is He learns the ropes somewhat, and he becomes barely good at the job, or it's just a joke that he's made the whole country funkier or whatever. (laughs) Saves somebody's life and falls in love, and yeah, yeah. and he's Robin Hood and new generation, and then he's in Roseanne to come for quite many (laughs) (laughs) years, and the Blues Brothers sequel. I don't know, I don't know how it goes. It's one (laughs) continuous story that goes on for thousands of years, but Trump to me is this guy that it's almost like. I want to say its nuance is appealing to today's world. The guy was always a storm in social media. Mm -hmm. He was a celebrity on TV. It's almost karma for all the crazy stuff that technology has given (laughs) us. He sits at the top of it. So maybe we can just look at this almost like the time where the whole world was set a preset warning. Mm -hmm. Be careful what you wish for because it looks quite... Much like this. Don't get your president off reality TV. Is that well, what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> any other field is fine. <laughs> but reality TV... Well, I say any other field. Serial killers, pff, not maybe. That's not really a job, is it? It'd be quite a stupid job if you went to a job interview. So, any what, past experience, yeah, yeah. serial killer. Really? <laughs> well, if, you, if you're going to work in an abattoir, it might work. I don't know. I don't know. That's more like admiring someone else's work. I don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know I don't know about that Serial killer's assistant then That'd work for an abattoir Well you see The thing about serial killer is And we're getting serious <laughs> About serial killers Like and how we <laughs> went From Donald Trump To serial killers Funny that Sociopathic link I don't know Yeah. Open a debate But if he was working An abattoir I think it The hunt wouldn't be there Would it You'd have to change The abattoir However <laughs> You can argue That that would be A more organic thing <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> You cover them in camouflage, put them in a sort of jungle surf and they're hunting cows. doesn't have the same appeal, but hey, it's organic, I suppose. Better vegan, than vegan serial killers, is that what we're, we're advocating? Now? I have no idea. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> but anyway. Not serial killers that hunt vegans. But they would. That could actually be a thing for a serial killer. They need a niche. You know, you're a detective. What have they all got in common? They don't eat meat or fish or anything. They're vegans. Oh, well, in that then... case. Oh, in that case. Next case, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta are... clean the streets of vegans. It's like Jack the Ripper, but whatever. Well, the victims are easy to find because they just tell you straight away. And most of them in California. Yeah. There's big hints. <laughs> They're growing worldwide. Anyway, what what are we talking about? <laughs> so the Trump thing. I I I just want to end that thing up. It's quite it's quite alarming. Number one, he can't get half the African countries' names correct. Mm-hmm. And number two, I just feel like Africa in current, especially with the current uh, news in Zimbabwe, which is amazing, really amazing, where people took the to power back, mm-hmm. finally. Hey, yep. You've got a situation in Africa where, especially Nigeria and places like this, are growing that. They're, mm-hmm. they're becoming truly independent Lots of commercial things going on, a lot of ideas. Liberia's had its first uh, democratic transition of power. Yeah. To the former World Footballer of the Year, as you do. Of course. George Weir. Yeah. Where where, where is he at now? (laughs) Anyway. Liberia, I've just told you. (laughs) Just trying to work it up I'm getting weary of these jokes. uh, Well, the African Cup of Nations is on right now. It is, yeah. Yeah. I love the African Cup of Nations. Because you can guarantee two bad things in it. (laughs) <laughs> goalkeeping and refereeing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I once saw a guy push the ref over. The ref got up and gave him a yellow card. Well, what you want is to perfect storm that and actually have the goalkeeper push and the ref over. I think it was. Yeah, it probably was. I, thought, I, I, I actually think he'd ran halfway up the pitch to protest against something. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but, no, then it, it happened. Him out. He's knocked the ref over and then got a yellow card for it. That's great. It was brilliant. But anyway, the African thing, just, uh, it's it's to me, it's... Africa's one of these things where most um, sort of affluential, especially in the past, news coverage and all this, they never talks about Africa as a continent. Mm. We always think it's just a country that's slightly (laughs) south of Europe. It's a huge, obviously a huge place. There's so much great things happening there. The Chinese moved in about a decade ago. They were trying to do a lot of work within the streets and Mm. build things up. And I think there's Chinatowns running and working. There's a lot of commercial ties telecommunications are happening, Mm. a lot of tech. My dad's just done a few runs to Nigeria with technology. Mm. Well, somebody's just launched a satellite, haven't they? Was it Kenya? I don't know, but I I really... I don't follow Mm. all of the things that are happening. It's just a very, very evolved place now, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's in a break. It's finally claiming itself Mm. after the world has interrupted it, you know? Yeah. And... For this timing to happen with Trump saying that, and it's so specific, it's almost like you've got this whole thing of immigration. America is globally, you know, people from around the world globally move there every single day. And you've got this situation where Donald Trump is spotlighting on Africa. It's, it, and it just baffles you. If you were like Korean or, or any of these people, like my friends in LA, uh, Hispanic, Korean, whatever, and you're in that situation... It's almost insane to think that he just sees the whole problem, isolated situation to four countries that he can't pronounce in Africa. <laughs> Amazing. Places that don't exist yeah. on the map, Numbia. basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, so that's our week wrap-up. It's completely <laughs> mad. We are now going to enter our three questions. So do you want to do the same format? Me first, you second? Yeah, you okay. go for it. Alrighty. Well, my first question is actually presidential. But it can be different. I'm going to put it like this. If you were Prime Minister, President, Supreme Leader, <laughs> uh, Darth Vader even, you know, yeah. whoever you want to be, political figurehead, yeah. and Darth Vader has voted in <laughs> for many years. Supreme Dark Lord, I'll go <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Evil Jesus. I like that. That's a good label. Uh, (laughs) Evil genius. You've heard it wrong. Oh, well, I like to say evil Jesus, (laughs) just to be PC. But basically, if you got into the position of uh, leading a nation, Mm -hmm. what would your first act be? It depends on the nation. Well, just any, any whatsoever. Yeah. Because if it was was America, I'd just go free healthcare and sort that out. But if it was if it was Britain where we actually have that, believe it or not, well, somewhat, somewhat. I think I just want to put this out there: <laughs> free healthcare doesn't exist anywhere in the world. It's dependent on contributions, uh, tax, etc. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to point this out because I feel like Obamacare was that. Mm. It was the NHS, but people didn't understand it, and subscribed to. It. It's almost like if you've lived your life and you are paying and healthcare is a separate issue, so you pay into healthcare separately, private, blah blah blah. Suddenly having default tax every month, an increase in tax, mm. feels like a negative thing to an entire nation. The NHS is that. Yeah. We've just got an increase uh, tax through national insurance, etc. So it is the way it works. It's not free. Free, you can't sell it as free. You've no. got to say nationally invested in. <coughs> the taxpayers pay for it. Just Correct. to pull that out. Correct. So I feel like I've done my job there. Yeah, Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you were saying... Free healthcare is one thing. Well, you could make it free, mm. and then <laughs> and then sue someone a lot of money just for <laughs> existing. I don't know. Right. So next, let's 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 say next move. And we have to we have to sensible or not so no, sensible. It's whatever you would do. You've got to, It's role play. You, this is actually. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. This okay. is actually happening right now. <laughs> you, you're actually the prime minister or president of a nation, and your first act, what you what you're in office. Forget all of your, uh, how you got there and your <laughs> campaign, none of that matters, no one cares about that, it's all, you know, it's all PR stuff. anyway, you're now in office, you can be as mad and as crazy and as nuts as you want, because no one can do anything about it. Fantastic, right, I'll first get myself a free mansion, and then I'll to Well, you have to White House or <laughs> down on Downing Street, so you would be no, right. That Downing Street's a mansion. It's massive. It's a terrace block. That's massive it's massive in size. huge. You've got the Chancellor next door. They've got secret uh, water slides, I and mean, everything's crazy. And a ball pit. It's awesome. I'd love a secret water slide. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be secret. In fact yeah. that that'd be my second thing, buy a mansion. Well so you, you're basically And then have a secret water so, slide. So time. what you're basically doing <laughs> is you're making the entire act as a leader about yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well no, then then you'd sort that, out that would you'd probably be kicked out of office day one. But that's okay. Then I'd sort out the transport system. Okay. Make sure we get the right kind of snow next year. <laughs> Russia gets the right kind of snow. Every... Their buses still work. <laughs> i tell you what. i tell you what. On that notion, <laughs> we have the most fragile transport system yes. on, on the planet. It's broken by anything. You can blow You can blow yeah. on it yeah. from a bridge and it'll capsize the rails or something. Well, it's don't, crazy. I don't know if this is a thing worldwide, but we actually have in Britain for the trains. It's called a leaf fall timetable. Yeah. So they change the timetable when the leaves are dropping yeah. on the tracks. Yeah. Because that completely messes everything up, apparently. Yeah, it's just, it's it's almost to me, it's any excuse. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> any excuse to just create a reason not to go to work there. Well, thing? a few years ago, it was so hot that it melted the rails, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I think there is, there's an argument to that in the extremities of our weather, because mm. it can be, we've experienced this a lot, but we can have, say, a 30 degree day, and then the next day is minus six. And that will <laughs> screw up. The rails for sure, but I don't know. I I honestly feel like it's just work ethic, but don't get me started on that. So okay, so let's just say your first act would be to fix the transport system. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave the mansion. Would you? Would you stop it being privatised and make it national again? Tough question. I'd lean towards yes. My girlfriend would kill me.
1: Wait, no, she's no. This is
0: you. Who cares about your girlfriend? This is what you would do. <laughs> um. On that note, I would definitely re the prisons. <laughs> Renationalise, yeah. The prisons, yeah. Well, you got one act. Mm. We are focused on transport. <laughs> you do it's all acts. It's all together. Under the same question. Your first act would be seven thousand different acts. Yeah, Danny. Okay, fine. Yeah, Dan I think Roof. that's 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 where it'll end in there. So, so anyway, as I was saying. Oh, sorry, Danny. Yeah. What, what would you do first? I think nationally, you'd, I'd always love to kind of tackle America. Mm-hmm. Only because I find the Prime Minister's still kind of in the shadow of the, the monarchy. Even though the monarchy is not there, they have to meet him. I wouldn't get up out of bed for that meeting, <laughs> to be honest. I'd be like, hey, man, I've got better <laughs> stuff to do, like sleep, you know, whatever. No, I, 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 I'll be honest. We'll tackle, I've got to tackle both and it'll probably be the same thing. I would like to completely criminalise racism. I would like to stop racism dead. Because I find it, to me, it doesn't exist mm-hmm. anyway. Because we're one race, human beings. All of this stuff, mm-hmm. we, we, there's not there's not certain variants. That's why we can all have organ donations from yeah, any yeah. you know ethnicity. People really need to stop that hatred, and I mm-hmm. feel like these days there's been a reintegration of it through social media. I feel like social media is a way that it's it's uh, media run by popularization, which mm-hmm. means. The more people are talking about it, re- reacting to it, the better it works. But it's not news. It's just sensationalism. Mm-hmm. It's just popularity. Yeah. And I think it should be a criminal act to spread what is literally a non-element in life. It does; it shouldn't and it has to be destroyed. Which well, is a very interesting conversation because I completely agree with where you're coming from. Yeah. But how much do you impinge on people's right of free speech? Well, you you don't impinge, uh, infringe. You don't uh, you don't ruin free speech mm. in criminalizing something that is pure hatred. Because free speech essentially should um, should cover all debates and topics and mm-hmm. everything like this. In certain topics and debates where there is no debate, it's not free speech. It's hatred. There is no debate. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So it's almost like I murdered him. I stabbed him 50,000 times, (laughs) but I'm going to talk about it forever and have a book deal and all this stuff and blah, 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 right? Mm. People find that interesting. There are people out there, including myself, who find that kind of crazy and and separatism and dark and all of this disturbing, almost. Interesting. Because we're trying to figure it out. We're trying Mm. to work it out. Understand it. Yeah. But racism is a word Mm. that was used by media, introduced by media. It doesn't apply to anything scientific. It shouldn't Mm. exist in our vocabulary, in accordance to our own people. We mm. are one, right? And I feel like when you create that difference or, or separation, you're actually being oppressive with your freedom of speech. You're being oppressive. There is no uh, horizon in that conversation. It is uh, suppression. So I'd criminalise it. That would be my first act. What about what about in comedy? Oh, you mean like... <laughs> eth- well, look. Well, well say, say like in England. Is, but this is a great conversation. If yeah. you're talking ethnicity, right... Ethnicity isn't anything in comedy, anything in comedy, mm. it doesn't matter how close a curve, how appalling it makes you feel, <laughs> it's always meant in jest. It's, of always, it's always it's always of course you don't have a comedian with the label truthsayer next to him. <laughs> you know, a comedian gives you their title when they walk on stage. Stand-up comedy. If you're expecting yeah. <laughs> if you're expecting a serious debate, that's down <laughs> the road on a G8 summit. It's not the same thing, right? So To me, like, how to explain this, ethnicity is separate. Ethnicity Mm. is about culture, it's about difference, it's about ignorance and laughing at that ignorance. Mm -hmm. We can look at ignorances around the world and say, I've got very little to do with Koreans, but I've met a few of them in a shop and they were really hostile and here's my joke about that. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's... So that doesn't come under the same category Well, no, because no one's really insulted by that unless you're one of these Mm. people that were born without a soul, you know. (laughs) ethnicity and jokes and culture and stuff Mm. that's basically always connected to comedy and there's always Mm. a sense of tragedy in comedy it goes hand in hand so it's almost like you can't do a complete comedic routine without having some severity Mm. to it like my life sucks (laughs) this is how much my life sucks for example right so ethnicity i think i don't think it's an insulting thing i think it can convey uh, so I'll take a good example of this uh, you know Margaret Cho like the Korean comedian have you ever seen nope. her and stuff she's borderline to me because mm. I feel like her ethnic jokes are actually ignorant in her own ethnicity mm. so she's commenting on something <laughs> she knows nothing about herself Yeah, and so she separates herself from it she's a liberal minded American in her head an American Asian liberal and her parents are this old school element that she knows nothing about and she admits that so you can look at that, and it can come off uh, kind of insulting to me, you know, because I know about Asia, and it would f- for her parents' generation. It could be for all Korea, you know. Well, but, have, you, have you seen the restaurant in New Zealand that's been in trouble this week? No, um, it's a, it's an Asian restaurant, um, but their names are basically a mick take um, on what they see as. Chinese people try and speak English. Oh, I see. So you've got menu items like holy Fook. So, so the the, like the Asian restaurant is probably set up by Westerners, yes. not yeah, okay, well, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealanders. New Zeal- New yeah. Well, we see things like this again. It's that okay? So there's a difference between ignorance in the sense of ethnic misunderstanding or generalisation, mm-hmm. and yes, it can insult, and yes, it can hit a borderline, and it's open to debate, and it's. It is what it is, but it's not the same as racism. We're talking literally the difference between in racism, it's there's just one thing, fear, and it's just yeah. literally like linchpin, and it's literally we're better than you, and it's literally you don't even communicate to people of different ethnicity because you feel they're inferior. Yeah. It, it's it's total hatred. There is a difference between that and cultural ignorance. Ignorance can be changed; it can be evolved. And I think that what we've got to look at, I was saying about Maggie Cho, like as her comedy and a lot of, there's a lot of this in, um, I I find African American comedians, the classic ones, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, all this, Richard Pryor even, they always mention that their act is about ethnicity. It's it's that introspective, our culture versus your Mm -hmm. culture, what we see as your culture, what you see as our culture, but it's fair. I find the arguments are fair, both sides or they're making themselves the ignorant element. Mm. And that can insult me. I can watch certain things and be like, man, you know, you're actually egging on the concept, but that's the joke. Yeah. So in comedy, or even in a sort of niche element, it's acceptable as long as that ignorance can, if it does insult, it will have an impact. So that New Zealand restaurant, as an example... Might go out of business next week because too many people are insulted by it and not many people are willing to go through the joke. That's just down to yeah. schematics, really. But I find like racism as it's it, it needs to be eradicated mm-hmm. as a word, as a thought, as everything. And I'll tell you why the minute an alien turns up on this planet, <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna care. you'll see how <laughs> not racist we are because that alien is gonna get all of it. <laughs> it's literally hatred of difference, yeah. And if anything tells you anything about life and if it was a political move that I could issue, it is that you need to understand difference because it makes you better. It, it gives you a great understanding, not only of yourself, but what you're about and what you mm-hmm. want to do and, and where you want to explore. Some people in this world, Pete, want to see the whole world. Mm-hmm. They want to see everything and not just live in. You can't live in everything. It would be too much to see it in a cruise or, a, you know, take that massive road tour or whatever. But there are people like myself who just want to target certain areas. I mm. know that in my lifetime, I go to about several places and that's enough for me. Everything else is extra. It's extra stuff. I don't... Whereas I'm um, the one that will I'm quite, yeah, you're, you're quite happily go everywhere. You'll quite happily go everywhere because that's your nature. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, I think life's about that. Mm-hmm. You can decide to learn everything that you can or see everything that you can. And that's it. One life. Take it all with you. Mm-hmm. No one else gets it. Maybe in a book journal or something <laughs> like this. But yeah, I, I just think it's the sort of thing that needs to be criminalised. I play. think it needs to be eradicated. I like. Yeah. So moving on to the good next question. one. Yeah, go on. Oh, good answer. <laughs> Fair play, sir. Transport system <laughs> racism eradicated. <laughs> good. We have no transport system. That's the way you fix it. Um, <laughs> so the next question, and I was lost in that one. Right, I'm going to bring up uh, talk shows. Yes. Okay, so the talk show element is, who is your favourite talk show host? And why? Don't really watch them much nowadays. Right. Um, but I do remember back when I was probably about twenty, twenty-one. um, there was a fab one on Kerrang Radio, which for those who aren't from the UK is a local rock station. Yeah. Uh, it was based in Birmingham. Yeah. And there was a show called The Asylum by a guy called Tim Shaw. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, it announced him by saying he'd been banned from all these different radio stations and he just had the craziest people on there that you could imagine. Stuff that like I remember this one... He kind of almost a Howard Stern for England, wasn't he? He was he was kind of yeah, like... From yeah, from what I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had people... He had a freegan on the once. Yeah. Called themselves freegans. Because <laughs> they'd go around nicking the stuff out of the supermarket bins. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, yeah, know, yeah, you know, people like that. And I think the very best one he had was... Um, he had Pamela Anderson on the show. Okay. The once. And um, was quite obviously flirting with her yeah. through the entire thing. And um, his girlfriend was listening. Oh, right. Because this was all going out live. <laughs> so his girlfriend put his Porsche on eBay for a quick sale, as long as the person could come and pick it up before he got home from work. Nice. And sold this Porsche for about 100 quid. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine going home and finding that? Well, you wouldn't go home, would you? <laughs> <laughs> First thing you'd do is look for your car and go, oh, I'm walking, okay, fair <laughs> enough. But um, yeah, no, it sounds, I I, I roughly remember that. Mm. I think that happened just about the time I sort of left. Very, very controversial at times. Yeah. But extreme. Was that funny. was that in Birmingham that he was based doing a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, um, before it went digital and... Yeah, um, changed the format. Well, before it turned into Planet Rock. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's based in Birmingham. So Tim Shaw was pretty much just for America. I think he was the Howard Stern of our yeah local. I mean, really local radio It's national, but it we we mm. had it locally. Yes. Uh, it's quite weird At that point we had a lot of radio going on here. Yeah, in we the, used in to the have Midlands, R and B. They um they did the bear as well in and, Warwick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, lots of stuff going on. It was uh, interesting times mm. for the radio. I like that you brought radio. up. <laughs> I think radio is good to bring up because uh, it's often. Eluded, yeah, to In in the conversation talk show, that's a good one to bring. It's to not the up. biggest market, is it? Well, it was, it was, it was. I mean, <laughs> but it's now still, that everything's Bluetooth, and you, I can't, think then. it's still fairly. I mean, it it's evolved to podcasts. I think mm. podcasts are like control. Like, well, hello, <laughs> we're on a podcast. <laughs> it's oh, contro- yeah, I wish you'd have told you have We are, <laughs> um, but it's evolved to that because I think people like the pick and mix element. And they yeah. uh, radio used to be continuous. Yeah. constant it's quite amazing to, to think and you can only pick the one station that yeah. well you might well, have to drive three. and then you get 12 <laughs> depending yeah. on the distance it's crazy once you went out of range of all the others that's well, yeah, the yeah. thing I always find amazing about America because their radio <coughs> local radio lasts for literally hundreds of yeah. hundred miles uh, depending where you are, obviously. As you get about 50 miles uh-huh. and then it's gone. Literally, <laughs> well, no, you go to a different town and you suddenly lose the. there's the a dip in Dudley where I'd lose Corona Radio yeah, going yeah. through it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's really weird. <laughs> well, it's only 10 miles down the road. It's like we, we, we have a small country with the scale of the states. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's quite a weird thing. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll quickly go to mine. Mine is obviously television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like my talk shows on TV, I like watching it. I think it's one of these things that when you're working in uh, the entertainment industry, you always like to see the behind the scenes. It's it's as special as what happens in front, what everyone sees as a movie. You like to see what's yeah. going on behind and the people involved. And half the time, it's just an act. Everyone, <laughs> these are the real people, and, you know. But so so some shows have really got the real deal out of people, and I think that one of my all time favorite. Way back in classic American TV had Johnny Carson. And I think that if you mm. don't mention Johnny Carson, you're <laughs> you're insane because he was the, the setter. He set the pace. And I got to see sort of back-end stuff. I was luckily alive towards the end of his career, but I saw a lot of the repeats when I was out in the States, a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, replays of shows and syndication stuff like this, and YouTube and things like this. But he was literally one of the most real people in Hollywood ever of all time. So he literally helped people out and he was very honest and real and great. Mm. Not a bad word said about him, which tells you everything in an industry that's <laughs> nothing but bad words said. Um But I think in recent times, the only one I've seen even close to him, and he's originally from Glasgow, Scotland, but uh, has become a US citizen is Craig Ferguson. Mm. And a reason for Craig Ferguson is he's completely improving his shtick. Mm. So at the start of every show, he rips up all of his questions and (laughs) chucks them over his shoulder. And it's just a great, barmy, mad platform. And Robin Williams, before he passed away, was on that show. And I can't even tell you how funny it was. It was just literally... you, You know how... You've got everything punctuated in chat shows in the states, so yeah. Conan, Jimmy Kimmel, all this stuff—it's all punctuated. So you know your beats, your times, your call-offs. You got a production crew telling you, mm. rolling you out, and stuff like this. Bit like our podcast, yeah, <laughs> but but more like there's a, a team of people. Basically, he had a situation with Robin Williams where they just couldn't keep him in check. I can so imagine it. Was, it, it, yeah. it was running yeah. over commercial times. It was extending that. You know, it was absolutely mad. <laughs> It is really good. And on YouTube, it states, you know, best interview of all time. Whoever posted it up there, it's right. It's it, He's just a fascinating guy. I wanted to say Graham Norton because I used to hold Graham Norton in that regard. Mm. But recently, especially with the... And hopefully someone's listening that works for him because recently, <laughs> when we have access now to the world's TV yeah, in the palm of our hand, you can start seeing things. And I don't think researchers for these... British BBC institutions fully understand that we see stuff Mm. so I can compare the Jimmy Fallon show with the Seth Meyers show with you know Steve Colbert all of these current guys and then come back to Graham Norton. and when you find that he's asking the same questions to the same guests yeah it's almost like all of his mystiques gone there's no credibility and you'll never find out with Craig Ferguson because every single thing he did was completely random and spontaneous. Loved it, <laughs> really cool, and that's how it should be. I suppose they—they've they, got the problem that a lot of the time with the talk shows, they've got people on that are advertising some whether it's their new oh, yeah. movie, their new yeah. book. So they're doing they're doing the rounds. So you're gonna get a lot of the same well, questions. Unfortunately, I know, but it's 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 almost like, of course promotion is, I mean, it's a good conversation. Mm. I can tell you, when we did radio, like I've done radio a few times, advertising a band or whatever in the past, you always go and prep questions. They always yeah. say, you think that you're going to walk in, they've got everything set up, it's all, the questions are all on the table, everything's <laughs> good. But basically, they'll say, well, what do you want to talk about? Mm. Which you don't expect, you know. And I think <laughs> there is, obviously, in the film industry, especially big franchise films, and a big guess, which is, pretty much predominant in Grand Morton, you will always get similar... You, you have yep. bits, you have setups, just like yep. in comedy. Like, can I work Contracted. my bit in? Yeah, can yeah, I work my bit in? Basically. And if I'm going to promote this, I'm going to do it my way mm-hmm. and, and bring myself forwards and stuff like this. Because as an actor, it's your way to to get an audience as well. Yeah. That's for you, not just the film you're selling. So it gives you a chance to get in their hearts a bit. And it's all a popularity contest, sadly. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, unless you're someone like Johnny Depp who just doesn't have to give a monkey's butt, you know, really. But still then, I mean, there's always a case of... There's a mystique that you've got to keep going and all this stuff. But the thing is, Craig Ferguson, watch it. When you go back tonight, watch it. Because it's all... He stopped the show in 2014. But basically, if you watch... How he deals with that. Mm. It actually works better because it's basically underplayed. Oh, you got a film coming out, I haven't watched it, don't really care about it, but tell <laughs> us about it. And it's all underplayed. But you it's more honest. Mm. I feel like in advertising and everything, we're we're about to go on a promo tour. Yep. But I actually feel that over-advertising does not work. People get bored and it creates cynicism. Yeah, yeah. If you're constantly drilling the same thing over and over again, I'm sick of seeing it. Yeah. It was Gary Oldman. This is what I remember. It was Gary Oldman, right? And he was on the Jimmy Fallon show recently, talking about the Darkest Hour, mm. and he was mentioning that story about cigars and about how and yeah, yeah. everything, word <laughs> word for word, was then on the Graham Norton show, mm. and it came up like it was a casual thing. Jimmy Fallon asked him a question casually. It seemed like conversation. The whole routine that Gary Oldman played was almost. Honest, it, it felt honest, a great actor, one of the best actors alive, so of mm. course it's gonna feel honest. <laughs> Goes to Graham Norton show, the same routine, exactly word for word. Mm. And it came out of nowhere, both times. Now, I think predominantly it's not a problem I have with Gary Alman, possibly not even a problem I have with the talk show, but I think mm. that the thing that we like about talk shows is that it is that chance to break away. Yeah, see the real people. See the natural. And when you suddenly have this control where you can watch shows and compare them for the first time in history, we Mm -hmm. couldn't do this 20 years ago, you actually start seeing a break in it and it becomes totally not honest. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to work against things. I think that's the kind of thing that's breaking us down to the the social media negativity is like, we're so cynical about (laughs) this kind of stuff. Like, you know, we want to see it all fall apart because we're just just fed up of it all. It all feels fake, you know. It's like politics. Mm -hmm. For many, many years, you think politics is this thing that's sort of us versus them. And you always hate it. You vote these people in, and then next week you hate them. You (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But basically it's like, I think with Trump, I think Obama and Trump as a cocktail, as as a combination. We can only go to the US. We get more... We get more coverage of the US... (laughs) Than we do of our... politics than we do of our... And I think most (laughs) nations are getting the same. But basically, like, if you take the the example, Obama was the guy that opened the door to the White House, demystified the whole thing. He was like (laughs) your uncle that was running a country. Really cool, man. Like, for the whole nation, you know, it's like that. And Trump is just the worst. If you could put your worst president if you can if we did a joke if one of the questions today was who would be the worst president you can think of of all time and what would they do he's a living story of it and, and hopefully the complete opposite of Obama well hopefully one day we'll find out very soon and I'm saying this to all my friends in America right now and people listening in the US we'll find out very soon even if you love Trump and there's nothing wrong with that it's it you know democracy is like this <laughs> <laughs> And you could love it because it's a circus show. Why yeah. not? You know, it's <laughs> fully entertaining. But we will find out, I'm hoping, in the next couple of years, probably in the fourth year, Ashton Kutcher comes out of the White House and goes, Punked, got you all. You're... Can you imagine? <laughs> the whole thing has been a four year reality TV show. They've start. actually had Obama running everything from behind the oh, scenes. Not even a Obama, <laughs> just like, I don't know, a or bunch Clinton. of monkeys <laughs> with a drum kit. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, wouldn't that be great? That (laughs) would be the best (laughs) moment of history in TV, you know. But anyway, stick with it. I just want to say in a wrap-up of all the fear, because there's so Mm -hmm. much fear with Trump, just to keep it rational, we're going to have four years of nothing but sensationalised news Mm -hmm. stories. I very much doubt anything real is going to (laughs) happen. Even a wall at this point, you know, whatever. (laughs) I just think this is kind of like... America's politics saying we're having a time out for four years (laughs) stay tuned we'll be back (laughs) so just keep that in mind and don't worry about it right so my final question Mm -hmm. because we are going to move on to yours soon (laughs) don't worry about time we're we're going this has been a good one today Um, but basically my last one is what nation on the planet Mm -hmm. is the coolest and don't say Inuit (laughs) and we're not just talking people Saskatchewan. None <laughs> of that. That's literally the coolest, right? But the coolest, as in like best image, best people, best fashion, best whatever. Who do you think it is? Nation. Um from what we get in the UK. Oh, we only get one. But yeah, go on. Oh the, do, you, do you think do you think? <laughs> yeah. Finish. I on. think either either the Australians right. or the Dutch. As coolest. Yeah. Interesting. Alright. So yeah, Explain why you curveballing. You really <laughs> wanted to say America, right? You're curveballing. Oh, we, come on. America's the coolest. No, America, we've got to be honest. So, so, say the real honest answer do you think America is the coolest nation on the planet? No, no, so Not at all. Dutch and Australia, yeah. The or- and why? The, or- the answer is you obviously we obviously get all the kind of tourist sports stuff, yeah, of you know, all like surfing, barbecues on the beach, love that. <laughs> but- <laughs> That, for me, that'd be perfect, you know. All the poisonous animals, all yeah, the things that like- can kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wandering around. They've Worst got- sun exposure in the world. Yeah, yeah that's all cool. 50,000 animals that can kill you, and they're walking around in a bikini? Craziest upper house that? as well. Yeah, yeah. Craziest house, yeah. Interesting. And they go out. They actually go out and catch the, um, what's the spider? Is it the Black Widow? Yeah, there's those. They, they exist in Cali, but they, there's, there's, there's lots. They're, <laughs> they're told to go out and catch them so they can milk them for the venom. Well, you know. How cool is that? Aboriginal. Brilliant life. <laughs> so, okay, so you made so, me play about yeah, Australia. Yeah. Now, Dutch. Dutch is random. <laughs> I'll say well, they're one of the most dullest. No offence to anyone listening the Netherlands. Oh, right. no, it's just so chilled out. I mean, might be oh, due to the fact that you, you can... You're air. talking <laughs> vices, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's part of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Am- Am- Amsterdam is pretty cool. Amsterdam, where you uh, can go and have a spliff legally, for those who don't know. Which I'm assuming most people do, but oh, I Of course they do. And if they don't, they're going tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but also, did, did you see, um, see the story about the... Uh, I think she was about a 90-year-old woman. And she said, one of the things I really want to do before I die... I'm just going to stop you. You just said, 90-year-old woman, and I said the topic of the coolest nation in the world. And you just brought those things together. Yeah, too that's... Right? Terrifying. Okay, so <laughs> 90-year-old woman said before she dies... Before she dies, she wants to spend a night in prison. Okay. And i have turned around and gone, all right then. Shot her in a cell for the night... <laughs> how cool is that she had 90 years to commit a felony (laughs) and she (laughs) that girl man she's got some speed okay well maybe they're actually having to close some of their prisons because they don't have enough criminals don't you think that's a really good answer to euthanasia (laughs) like you got a terminal illness right yeah just go on a massive murder spree, put on death row. If your country says euthanasia is illegal, go on a murder spree. In put on, America. Put on death row. Make sure. Make sure you live in a contradiction. Mm. Like like the US, where and it's a state in the US that still has a death penalty, not all yeah, states yeah. do. Uh, if they think euthanasia is a bad thing, if they don't agree with that, <laughs> but they have the death penalty. Well, okay. It wouldn't work in America though. Was that because the average time on death row is something like sixteen years? Well, it could be, but they also <laughs> play into the consideration of uh, how old you are. <laughs> so anyway, well, if you're if you're quite young and you got a terminal disease, <laughs> you'll probably get sentenced to death row, of just sit in a chair and die anyway. So then the jokes on everyone. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. But of course, I know mm-hmm. that you're terminally ill because of that. Every- I don't know why I'm thinking of this TV. So, <laughs> Not Your Old Woman goes to this. Uh, we've gone to some strange Is places. this something you're trying to talk with, Danny? I don't know. It's just my plans for if and why and maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, My Coolest Nation is slightly different. I like what you said. I can see it. Dutch is a little weird to me. I've been to Holland. Uh, well, Netherlands. I always say hmm. Holland. That's Holland's one raised. region, yeah. I know, yeah. Netherlands. Uh to Maastricht and to uh, somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Some place. <laughs> Whereas I, I didn't see that. I was in Maastricht, but I had to fly into uh, another city mm. and then whatever. So I think it's more real. Amsterdam to me is literally a go-to, but I would argue that Amsterdam is literally the town of... It's like Vegas without a casino, but there's probably a casino in Amsterdam. It's very European. It's got the mm. whole thing... But it, it's it's appealing to someone. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Australia, I could all I could argue at almost every case and point thing that you said, um, but I get yeah. it. I think Australia is kind of it's an interesting choice mm. because there's a lot of Australia that is so stupid hot to live in, lots of desert, lots of dangerous animals. But there is an appeal there, mm-hmm. right? So I get that, and I love the fact they have summer and winter. That's kind of different. <laughs> um, and it's 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 again, it's an evolving place. It's constantly growing. I would say the coolest place, without the jokes of literal ice and things. I would say the coolest place on the planet right now, if we we're talking the whole package. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You're going to have Japan pop up there, not because of bias, but because I think it's an influential place. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's too structured to be cool. Yeah. You know, Tokyo is cool. Tokyo is probably the coolest city on earth, I, I would say. But if you're talking nation, I think I feel it's too structured. There's yeah, <laughs> it's too ordered. It's like saying a library is <laughs> cool in that regard. <laughs> uh, and a library can be very cool if Indeed. I ran it. Uh, or oh, you ran it, which would have a minibar in every corner. t Right. Um, <laughs> and worse, <laughs> an opium then. I don't know. Uh, just, well, you wanted to read Sherlock like it was written. Here's an yeah, no t- opium then. Right. Go and have a good time. You an know. immersive experience. Sit in your beanbag and listen yeah. to some surrealist music. It'd be great. <laughs> wow. what We should run that place. Um, okay, the coolest <laughs> place I think as a nation in the world, for me, would possibly be... <laughs> you struggle with this one? Well, I would say Italy mm. or Spain. Okay, because in they're very similar. Mm. Okay, but the Italians have always been cool as hell. Yeah. I mean, look at the cars they made—crazy. And talking fashion, and the fashion. Yeah. Well, you go to any part of Italy. If, if you go from north south or whatever, you see these. There's this and cool, cool like of funds. If we're going to set up calls, <laughs> like Happy Days funds, right? You've got half of the nation sort of like this rich, glamorized, boutique, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's rusty crap outside. <laughs> like, they just don't care. That's cool, right? <laughs> um, because it's sort of like we can take ourselves seriously and not give a monkey's butt the next minute. you got Rome. Yeah. Where you've got the Colosseum and all of these landmark places and people making out, getting off and in the corner having kids, whatever. <laughs> Whilst you're in the freaking, and that's cool because they don't care, yeah. right? The leaning tower piece, and no one's rectified it, just left it. Who cares? Venice slowly flooded so, up. Yeah, no slowly one cares. Sinking. Who gives a damn? That's cool, right? Yeah, so that's a good argument. So oh, I'd, okay. I'd probably say Italy. Spain, I feel Spain's cool because if you're looking at the nation coming in, you got the mm. flamenco, the gypsy, the vibe, the, the Latino thing, the. Vibrancy of the whole thing, yeah, yeah. and some of the most jaw-dropping, spectacular views and sights, and just insane, Barcelona Barcelona is just well, even the uh, I can never say Alhambra or whatever the The Alhambra, yeah, yeah, Yeah. just oh my Mm. god, you know, Madrid as well, yeah, it's stunning, and you've got that kind of I think when you land in Spain, doesn't Mm. matter where you are, Barcelona through Madrid through whatever whichever region you're in. There is a sense of, like, the kid's hanging groups by the beach, dude. And they yes. just just, you know, it, it's like, to me, Spain can be the idealistic world that Baz Luhrmann created in Romeo and Juliet, his version of it, the film with DiCaprio and Claire Danes. That vibe is very Spain. And it's just so, I feel like, especially southern Spain, because that's my experience. I've done northern bits mm-hmm. and pieces, but southern Spain is what I know. It's really kind of like you permanently, especially in the summer, living. All of those teen books that you read, <laughs> you know, it's like an episode of a teen drama. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's so free. I lo- yeah, I love the fact crazy that crazy free gets to like 12, 1 o'clock in the night. Everyone's right, up. let's have a kip. Yeah, but you can. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. You can walk like a sixteen mile walk down a coast or whatever. Everything's open. Yeah. All the time. And it's not like it's 24 hours, it's just open for you. Who cares? You've actually reminded me of one, because my mum was asking for um, places in Madrid to visit, because they're off at the weekend. And um, in one of the parks in Madrid, they have got the world's only public statue of Lucifer. There you go. That's rather cool. That is pretty cool. (laughs) And then they realise it's not a statue. (laughs) It's actually Lucifer, but after the volcano... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that famous volcano. Well, I was <laughs> going to say Pompeii. Pompeii. Of That's another Italian nod. It's like yeah. you got Pompeii, everyone dies, but they're all there as <laughs> statues forever. That's actually <laughs> kind of cool. Some it's of the a some intriguing. of the graffiti they find in Pompeii as well. I can't repeat it on oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. but anyway, but I feel like funny. I feel like I made my case. Yeah, yeah, it's me really in Spain, right? I'll so look. we still have time. It's good. Indeed. Your three questions. You could be dropped into any video game world. That is great. Which would it be and why? Straight away. (laughs) Any video game world, which would it be and why? I love that question. Mm. I think (laughs) I've got two answers. (laughs) It's a a kind of double answer here. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of mine are going to be fairly obscure. And the sensible part of me, Mm. because you have to be sensible, I would say there's a game called Persona. Well, there's a series of games called Persona. Persona 5 is the latest one. I would happily be dropped that one mm-hmm. because it's quite amazing. And on the flip side of that, I would say Yakuza, the Yakuza series, just right. because the story is <laughs> fascinating and I relate to that quite a lot. The unfortunate thing is, in one of those two answers, you'll die very quick. Yeah. And in the other one, well, you know you, whatever. But those two of mine, very <laughs> Japanese games, yeah. So not Grand Theft Auto then? Well, that's like going to LA for me. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, the fact and fiction is very... So, so basically, in LA, in LA, you go around, blow some things up, kill some people, and then give... Well, the cop- some, some do. And then some give the do. coppers 300 quid you and you back out you on you the streets. You've got to understand, in the Grand Theft Auto world, not everyone's doing that. Yeah. Only some. Only some, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be one of the guys walking down the street, probably butt naked, that you see in the corner of your <laughs> yeah. eye, just runs past with a, you know, cat head on his... Yeah, yeah. And just that that's all you see of him. And everything That is a normal Saturday night for you, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah. That is, well, Saturday, every third month of the third year of the first person born called Nigel, yeah. On a full moon. Or a half, square moon, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> would GTA be your answer? Is that, that what you're going to say? I oh, know, I quite like the idea of Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim, that's yeah, that's a great answer. Going going around, nicking things, and then battling dragons. And building stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. Just building stuff. <laughs> just <laughs> Just literally getting the randomest things See, together you can. It always, makes a noise. I've always <laughs> thought, and this is a great and someone out there listening, please make this film, otherwise one of us will. But can you imagine if it was a literal world? So you're having a sword fight with a bunch of monsters and you'll be like, hold on, mate, hold on. Hold on, I'm running out of many kits. I need to combine this leaf with this straw, wrap it up with a bit of string and pour whiskey on it. Uh, just hold on. I've got to do that. I was on dead, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And the monsters are like, yeah, all right. All right then, do back. whatever you want. We'll, what we'll do is, right, what we'll do is we'll fold our arms while you hit a poor screen and do all of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely crazy. In fact, the closest I've ever seen a big shout out is a series an anime series Japanese called Overlord Mm-mm. and it's literally done that kind of thing it's brilliant like a guy drops into a massive multiplayer world online yeah, yeah. all fantasy and it's his character has been playing for years they're going to shut the server down Is first person like a VR concept of the future so Not- you see through his eyes and he drops into his character like he always has but then the machine goes online and he embodies that character forever he's, he's locked in it Okay. Right? Yeah. So you then see this fantasy world through the eyes of a normal person separated in their own but can't get back to normal life. It's brilliant. Nice. And that's the kind of thing that I'd like to see someone do if anyone mm. hears this, take Pete's idea of Skyrim, <laughs> get very literal to it and pull it off. It'll be fascinating. <laughs> Throw it on YouTube, send us a link, go for it. That's your that's your homework to all our listeners do in we, the world right now. I think I do have one more though. Oh yeah came to me earlier Kingdom Hearts oh yeah just going around with Donald and Goofy that's what visiting Sha- all that, these that's what Shaq would like to hear yeah, says to... I'm pretty sure it'd say Zelda visiting Hearts, all these yeah. different Disney places that'd be awesome yeah crazy well, what do you want to do today get on the ship and go it's, and hang with Tarzan. To, to be fair it's like <laughs> Disney World if you've had the right amount of opium yeah exactly to, to be, be honest <laughs> exactly <laughs> Very good. You can make that happen for yourself. That can actually be real for you. I mean, <laughs> that can be a Marilyn stuff. Manson did something stupid, yeah, yeah. actually, but you can do one better as long as you take the right weaponry with you. Anyway, big, big. If I can get it on the plane, then well, it's like a big, huge hammer, isn't it? Like stupid stuff. It's all oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. So you'll be all right. Just big toy hammer. Is fine. No one, <laughs> no one cares. So anyway, all right. Next question. That was great. Look at that question. Right, bit of a quicker one. You could only eat one meat for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Meat. 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 M-E-A-T. So, like fish, meat, that, or just meat? Not like the animal. Oh, animal, not fish. So seafood, you're not counting in the meat conversation. I, uh, if you want to argue seafood, I'll let you. I, I'm fairly much that guy anyway. So if <laughs> I could pick one type... I'll, I'll give you both. Mm. If I could pick one type of meat, of both, what one I have because a lot of people see fish as uh, a vegetable that swims <laughs> in the sea. I don't know. My mother being one of them, <laughs> I would say you probably won't like me saying this. I would say either well, for fish it would be salmon or mackerel. Mm. Salmon is very diverse. I love it. I can live on that forever. Mackerel, similar. You can do a lot of things with it, and it's really healthy for you. Uh, But I love eating it. Sabah. Yeah, it's called in Japanese. I love mackerel Um, and salmon. Especially the fact that we're in England. We do some of the best mackerel in the world. We grow here in the ground. We grow. In the sea. (laughs) Yeah. In the the sea vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meat side, literally I have one answer and one answer only anyway, and that would be chicken. Mm. It's just, you can do anything with chicken. You You, can can juggle with it. I am Chinese year the rooster, so... (laughs) cannibalism it's always good <laughs> well I'm Chinese here with a dragon so where do I get some of that oh well, you just go to uh, where is it the kimono dragon <laughs> <laughs> you just go yeah, there yeah. it's the last remaining one don't breathe <laughs> fire you're fine they're very poisonous but hey it's like a <laughs> this is bacteria That's did how you know last... that yeah it's the bacteria they don't have any secretion it. it's literally because they got so much bacteria that if they bite you, you're you screwed nice it's basically like taking a skinny dip in a canal down a road <laughs> space same thing we've all done that no I haven't oh I have because I I'm normal <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. all right cool so yeah that's my answers well, that so your answers are to be fair, chicken would be my first yeah. thought because you can just do so it's much so diverse but then it's i so sit diverse there and i think i'd miss ribs i well you can ribs. have chicken ribs i'd miss very easily <laughs> <to support. laughs> Tiny little, little, little of a rib cage. <laughs> yeah. eh? Well, you, you should. I think if you have, if you were creative enough to have one meat sauce the rest of your life, you could try and turn it <laughs> into a gigantic chicken. You could I, mess with it. No, I'd, I'd, I'd try and mate a chicken and a pig. Would you? And then we saw it would work. But then, then, <laughs> then I'd make kebabs. Right. Well, see, I think chicken is diverse enough that you could possibly mess around with it enough to get something that mm. would satisfy a kebab. You could pull that off. Yeah. You'd use a dark meat blood. I'm being chef for a minute. <laughs> but basically, you could pull that off, for mm. sure, I think. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the lamb vibe or whatever. But... But yeah, I probably would go with chicken. Yeah. You, you set and rate one meat sauce forever, I mm. think it's the most diverse. Yeah. It's, it's the smartest move. Plus, it's healthier. Yeah. Or one beef forever, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> From the methane, boom. But... Anyone who's vegetarian or vegan, you can get everything but fake you mock-up can. interpretation, whatever they call it, faking. So you win; they win the argument because <laughs> they've got it all anyway. Yeah, yeah there you go. Smart. Smart. Well, the one Smart. that's be vegan, the one that I found that I like is corn mints. So it'd be sorted for spag bowls. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got alternatives to go soy mints as well, mm. which can be better, can be worse, depends <laughs> on how you cook it. But yeah, no, there's always alternatives. Spaghetti bolognese. Actually, I've had. You can do with chicken mints and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can also use tuna. Grind tuna. I'm alright, you know. Well, it depends if you want a different song play. <laughs> <laughs> Just tune it up. Hey! Uh, hey also Awesome <laughs> tuna sandwich. I like tuna sandwiches, but it's best to kill the fish first, isn't it? Because... <laughs> Just flop around. So this do is just do you just walk around by the canal with a couple of pieces of bread yeah, to see what right. jumps into? I don't it. use fishing rods, I just clamp <laughs> them. That's all I, so I want it fresh. Fresh fish sandwiches Walk them. around with a spear. Well, I, I like the ones that leap because I got no oxygen in the pollution in the canal. I, I try to get them first, because they're the easiest <laughs> ones to catch. The one's floating to the top, easy. Is that why you took me out of the barge when we first met? That's why I'm so creative, because yeah. of all the mercury poisoning. <laughs> Anyways <so laughs> Your third question. Oh, well, you, you, you interested me earlier. Mm-hmm. If you've got that half an hour warning, not oh, the no. four minutes that we were promised in the Cold War, but the half an hour warning yeah. system, what would you do? So you're in Hawaii recently. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get the missile alert. You get the alert. Yeah. Forget, forget running for cover. Take yeah. that off the table. What do you do with that half an hour? I think the way I live, and I'm not even joking, the way I live, I would be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I fairly to agree with you. Now. I am fairly certain I would miss anything of a warning. It wouldn't matter. I wouldn't care. I'd wake up and I was like, oh, do you know what? Because I did this with the solo clips. We're in Southampton. It was I was visiting my sister, at Uni, at the time. Mm. Many years ago, this is, when we had pretty much the best solo clips in the UK. Yes. Yeah. Best. best. Right? I saw the back end of it. I kid you not, Pete. I was really excited to see it. I thought, I'm going to do everything. Everyone's getting glasses. The night before, me and my mate Rob, we were there in Southampton. And I tell you what, we, we had this crazy argument at night, kept us up forever. Just a stupid, trivial thing. But we got back, we slept, and we get the tail end of this thing. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, it's sunset already. And Rob's like, no, that's the eclipse. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go and see it. And we got to see, literally, and I'm going to spell this <laughs> out, the last millimetre of the thing moving across, and it's just the sun. And I'm like, that's kind of not that good. Is this about 18, 19 years ago? Is it way Oh, this one? is way... Uh, it could, yeah. I, like I remember to say that, yeah. I was in Blackpool for that one. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah, watching no, that. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That I spent like what? four pairs of sunglasses. No, oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I literally, I was. Wow, it's quite dark, isn't it? I literally thought <laughs> I'd slept normally, like I usually do, when the sun sets, yeah. like a vampire would. And I tell you what, I walk out of the house and I'm like, I don't see what the fuss is about. I mean, it's just like sunset, you know. So basically, what you're saying is, if you had half an hour left, I'm you'd fairly sleep. Well, I don't know what the mist when the. uh, thing went off in Hawaii, but I'm pretty sure a lot of these things don't happen in my timeline. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) Because frankly speaking, right? Especially when they're decrypt like the Japanese ones saying they scroll along a lot of TV shows and all this stuff. You don't get woken up by these things, you know? So if it happened in the middle of the night, you've got to counteract that with mm. culture. I'd be the only one awake for it and everyone else is asleep. <laughs> so what would I do? Knowing <laughs> that I'm the only one awake for it? I feel... Just, I'll, that's a scenario, because yeah. I've got to be Yes, yeah. If it's day, I'll be asleep. If it's night, <laughs> I'm the only one awake for it. Um, I would probably sit on a roof. Probably, let's say I'm in Asia in... in honk hard probably set a roof and look out for the missile to be honest mm. I just want to see what it's like and what it do and then I'd create a strategy just like an idiot would once it hits and the aftershock and the shockwave's waves happening I'd be like oh alright well I've got about mm, I'm going to do that Mission Impossible thing where I outrun <laughs> the shockwave." be standing there with a tennis racket trying to send it back wouldn't I, you i'd probably <laughs> some kind of cartoon <laughs> thing Nah, no, I, I i i like to i'd probably get the mic i'd probably get one of them telescopes out and just be like yeah real. reels happened. you know i want to see it and then i i, I really do react because it's kind of like the martial art thing when you're self-defense you always react to what's coming at you you don't react well you do there's a bit of pre-visualization yeah, yeah. there's a bit of warning and preemptive and, and stuff. But with a missile coming down, I'd wanna see that it's legit, because mm. I'd be skeptical. And when it hits, I'd literally do an emission puzzle thing where everyone <laughs> yells at the cinema for this, where they always leave it for the last minute to do any goddamn <laughs> thing. Course. So it's like, let's not run. Let's just wait and see yeah. the whole world exploding. Yeah. Oh, it's about six inches from me. I'm gonna start running now, right? <laughs> I'd be that guy. And I'd get the fastest car I could find not knowing how to hotwire it mm-hmm. and just sit in it and see what yeah. happens. Pretty much be the most useless <laughs> car thief in the world. That'd be my scenario. I wouldn't have a plan. I would watch and wait and see. I'd probably say, I'd probably... Or It's always best if you got someone with you who yeah. is asleep. Because I'd probably go into the room, say if it was win or yourself and you're in the room and that was just us there and I'm the one awake because you're normal and I'm not... I tap on the arm and go, hey Pete, I don't wanna I don't wanna worry you, <laughs> But something kind of crazy crazy's just happened. <laughs> don't worry, alright? But how fast do you reckon you can <laughs> run 15 blocks? <laughs> don't worry. It's nothing big. Right? Because that's real. I think if if you if you <laughs> if it's the other way around in the middle of the day, mate, you're not getting the way No, no, if, you, you if you're in the middle of the day... I'll just you say, scream you, in your face. Dude, if you said that, you'd be like, Miss Alfred, it's great. Get gotta am in bed. I'd literally be like, eh, that's all right. You carry on. Do whatever you've got to do. It's fine. No, no it's problem. It won't get me. I'm in bed. It's fine. <laughs> I'm getting an Uber, quick. <laughs> so, question turns to you. What would you do? <laughs> nice and simple. Let's go and find the nearest bar. Go find the nearest, nearest bar. bar and nearest pretty woman. See, this is—I <laughs> mean, this reminds me because it's kind of a holocaust, kind of zombie holocaust. So it's it's very much in the same vein. I literally feel that if there was an apocalypse scenario for you, <laughs> if there was any accords you'd wait until everyone's gone, and that wouldn't take very long because everyone screaming, scream and no one yeah. would go to work that day. But you would just go on the biggest pub crawl this world <laughs> has ever seen. Oh yes! Right? So, but you gotta have you gotta have some kind of planning. You'd, you'd be better off if you went to somewhere that's literally nothing but bars, like Vegas or something like this. You'd make it make it <laughs> happen. Apple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just Broad Street in Birmingham. Oh, get, well, yeah. Broad Street's got a lot less than it was, though, right? Eh? <laughs> but yeah, no, I can. I, see was, that. <laughs> I was about to say I could at least watch the football there, then realize there wouldn't be any yeah true <laughs> true that <laughs> well it could be see the thing that always blew my mind and this is our wrap up now so we'll end on this yeah the thing that blew my mind about the Hawaii ballistic missile thing was it was a ballistic missile mm. that's ballistic missiles are not country destroyers they're you know? not nuclear no they can do a lot of damage, probably a street, maybe uh you know, a big building, whatever, but they're not a world threat, essentially. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that's why I would wait. I'd wait to see what the damage was like. I'd be fascinated <laughs> by that. Because I, I always when I have meteor showers and stuff like this, which I have constantly been told when I was in Los Angeles, when I was in Hong Kong, when I've been here, there's a meteor shower, you're gonna get great coverage. I haven't seen nothing. Oh, I, I was I was looking in the sky well I'm one of these guys I just don't see it yeah I saw one when I was a kid brilliant yeah well I, I've seen stars a lot like <laughs> jumping into stuff and all kinds of stupid things but I've never <laughs> seen a meteor shower legit like yeah. when it's always going on I look and it's like do you remember their magic eyes they no. used to have these pictures and they held a 3D image behind it but when you first look at it it just looks uh, like a you've got of, to make your eyes go yeah, funny yeah it yeah. just looks like a bunch of garbage yeah, yeah and there's meant to be something in it, which I thought was the biggest con in the world. And I actually thought anyone who could see the 3D image behind it should be locked up for insanity straight away. I always wanted to go there with that, because I'm creative and be like, oh, my God. Oh, you don't want to look at that. Oh, it's terrifying, that is. Yeah. Big, oh, no, no. It's like a dungeon with this thing. car, oh, scary as hell. It was a vase or an arm yeah. or something. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like, I'd have to believe in the threat to react to the threat. Fair enough. That's how I... I wouldn't plan. If there was going to be a missile through anything, because I've actually lived... We lived in a hurricane in Spain. We lived that. Mm. Uh, that was brutal. I've lived that. There was wildfires in Spain. Mm. I lived that too, where all of the ground was covered in ash. A lot like the guys in California have just experienced, yeah. experienced quite a lot, unfortunately, these days. I've experienced a few things like that where you have national warnings and being in the centre of it, you never really think anything. You just you, your mind goes from anything that it was doing that day to this is presented in front of me. I need to do something about I this. Need to get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the I I always need to see the danger element. I've been in Thai food tens in mm. Hong Kong, all this stuff. I need to see the danger elements because half the time there isn't half the time. When you're really unfortunate, there's a lot, you know, but it's it's almost like... We're not saying ignore any warnings. <laughs> yeah, no. It's always good to... you got cynicism, got panic, but mm. t- to stay calm in it, you always present yourself with how realistic yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like... Because ballistic missile threat could just... I mean, if it happened here tomorrow, say, Birmingham, whatever, it could happen in Birmingham City. We wouldn't even know about it here. You know, we'd, we'd feel something, maybe mm-hmm. an impact, but we wouldn't know about it. So it's always good to see the level of threat. If it was a nuclear warhead, mm-hmm. then you you know then it's, we'd it's be a problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you everyone <laughs> would be like just flapping around because you'd be like, wow, I've got to get the furthest <laughs> way. I get, like, how the how do I get out of there? Isn't that that weird thing though that as long as you're close enough to it but far away from the center? Yeah, there's like a, 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 a there's a, a sweet out. spot. <laughs> yeah. It's like a kilometre radius. There's a nuclear bomb sweet spot, is it? Apparently so. Apparently so. No, it is like a thing Mm. that was proven uh, Mm. in the unfortunate tragedies of the past. But yeah, yeah, no, I think there is. But it's also, I always thought, and this is last topic to wrap this whole Mm. thing up. uh, I always thought it's funny because radiation works in waves. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it'd be funny if there was a way we could reverse the wave frequency to stop it from being toxic yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah like have some kind of, be that jackass kid <laughs> that a nuclear war just has this little radio set frequency a and, a little, and a little <laughs> megaphone plays it and he's totally immune to everything <laughs> <laughs> i've got the signal but if you were that kid i want, to be, be brilliant. Yeah. I want to be a friend want to be your friends make yep. it happen. damn right thanks for listening thank you a, very much it's been a massive one it's been today. fun been a good one a lot of information there Uh, we will be back next week we shall we will say it again just quickly the series is up on Amazon Prime and Amazon to rent we have the YouTube clips we will be adding to that in the next few weeks Mm -hmm. and also hitting the road definitely from March we've Mm -hmm. had to delay sorry about that guys but you know it's just brutal out there yeah, if you're here, you know. And if you're not yeah. here, you are not. you're here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enough from us. And over to Wim for the wrapper. Don't forget to watch Project FIA on Amazon.co.uk and Amazon.com. Our YouTube channel is FIA Gets Tubed. Feel free to comment and also reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA.